0: How are you guys doing? Awesome. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. It shouldn't be too far away. I was just there a little bit ago. Yeah. Um, And we're going to move down just a little bit past the gospel into verse 12 of chapter 15. And it says, but if it is preached that Christ has been raised from the dead, how can some of you say that there's no resurrection of the dead? If there's no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, and so is your faith. More than that, we are then found to be false witnesses about God. For we testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. Skip down to verse 20. It says, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Wow. Have you guys ever thought about the fact that if these guys were lying, what the consequences from God would be? Right? In Proverbs chapter 19, it says a false witness, verse 5, a false witness will not go unpunished, and he who tells lies will not escape. Okay, now think about that. He's like, guys, if, if we were telling you a lie about Jesus, that would make us false witnesses about God. And we know what that means. That is a bad deal. But he says, not only, not only is God true, but Christ has raised amen? amen it's awesome in titus chapter one don't turn there but in verse two it says faith and knowledge resting on the hope of eternal life which god who cannot lie promised before the beginning of time so what are we working with we're working with an all-powerful god who can't lie amen. does that give you confidence Yes. does that give you confidence yes. when god says something he means it When he says you can do something, he means it, right? In Philippians, what does he say? He says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Do you know what that means? That means he doesn't ask you to do anything that he doesn't give you the power to do. Amen. Isn't that amazing? He doesn't give you a command that's impossible. Why? Because it's his power doing it through you. That's That's an amazing thing. But what's this section talking about? This section is talking about a hope. Mm -hmm. A hope that is beyond the life that we live right here. Mm -hmm. Right? Rich just preached the gospel to you. Right? Which means that you've been brought from death into life. But that this isn't it. Mm -hmm. That there's a future hope and that hope does not disappoint. Let me ask you a question. What are some of the things you hope for in life, right? I remember I've worked with guys who are mechanics who would, on a regular basis, buy a lottery ticket, right? And you'd think, man, it's millions and millions and millions of dollars because people are dumping money into this, and they're not getting paid. You know the chances of you winning the lottery? You're more likely to be struck by lightning like over and over and over again you know, than win the lottery. They know that. People who play the lottery know that. They're not dumb, right? What are they buying for a dollar? Hope. hope. They're buying hope. Mm-hmm. They're buying a feeling for the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That chance, that shot, maybe things will change. That is worth a dollar to them. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's-, that's amazing that, that that is what is going on. Some people hope for marriage. Some people hope for a fantastic career that's going to change everything, right? A happy wife, a happy life, a happy family. This is the hope I hope for. And then you get there and you're like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. They didn't tell me, you know. What happened, right? But here's the amazing thing. God does not lie. I only have two points for you this morning. Point number one, shielded by a warrior. Point number two, purified by a father. Turn with me to 1 Peter chapter one. 1 Peter chapter one, shielded by a warrior. You know, it says some pretty amazing things about God in the Bible. He's depicted as multiple things. He's depicted as many things, right? A shepherd, you know, a father, a friend but he's also depicted as a warrior. In Isaiah 42, verse 13, it says, the Lord will march out like a champion. Like a warrior, he will stir up his zeal. With a shout, he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. For a long time, I've kept silent. I've been quiet and held myself back, but now, like a woman in childbirth, I cry out, I gasp and I pant. I lay waste to the mountains and the hills and dry up their vegetation. I will turn rivers into islands and dry up the pools. That's amazing. That powerful God submitted himself to be spit on by men. Amen. That powerful God is the one who says, I'm going to protect you. 1 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 3, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Oh, wait a minute, time out. Everything was warm and fuzzy, but there's trials? Mm -hmm. Oh no, suffer grief? What do you mean greatly rejoice? This doesn't make any sense. You know? Why? I thought he was a loving father. There's supposed to be no suffering here. I'm a Christian, right? Supposed to be happy, healthy, and wealthy. What happened? Right? They told me the wrong thing. They sold me the wrong gospel, you know? in the prosperity gospel for years, guys. For years, I was told that if you draw close to God, he'll give you what you want. And it's amazing what the world will tell you. They'll say, listen, become a better person and God will bless you. Right? God wants you to prosper. Do you know what, that, do you know what they're really saying? Do you know what the, the, the heart of that is? The heart is I'm becoming a better person for God so that God can give me something that isn't himself. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? Do you see how like warped that is? Come oh on. But they don't tell you that. They don't tell you that. They don't I mean, why? Because they don't know that. Oh they don't know that. People teach what they know. Here, God says, listen, I've raised Christ from the dead and have proved it to you. Now, how many of us have witnessed Jesus being killed? None of us in this room. How many of us have witnessed Jesus being raised to life? None of us in this room. But you know what you have witnessed? You've witnessed yourself going from death to life. Amen? You know what I mean? You've seen that in your life. Stevie did such a great job of portraying that, coming from a world that is broken into a life, into a living hope. Mm. She knows that God doesn't lie. And so she's suffering all kinds of trials, right. suffering grief, knowing that it's going to produce faith. Turn with me to Romans chapter five. Awesome, I don't know if you guys saw this on the messenger I posted this morning of a bird yeah. with two little birds under its wings. Yeah. Super cute. <laughs> Super cute. <laughs> you should ask somebody sitting next to you to show it to you. But it was an article in the National Geographic several years ago provided a penetrating picture of God's wings. After a forest fire in Yellowstone National Park, forest rangers began their trek of a mountain to assess the inferno's damage. One ranger found a bird literally petrified in ashes, perched statuously, like a statue, right? on the ground at the base of a tree. Somewhat sickened by the eerie sight, he knocked over the bird with a stick. When he gently struck it, three tiny chicks scurried from under their dead mother's wings. The loving mother, keenly aware of the impending disaster, had carried her offspring to the base of the tree, had gathered them under her wings, and instinctively knowing that the toxic smoke would rise, she could have flown to safety but had refused to abandon her babies. Then the blaze had arrived, and the heat had scorched her small body. The mother had remained steadfast. Because she had been willing to die, those under the cover of her wings would live. In Psalm 91, verse 4, it says, He will cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. Isn't that amazing, right? That God created an animal who has that kind of just instinctual compassion, right? It says God is is proclaimed through his creation. And here you see something that that literally gave its life for something else. Mm. That's amazing. That's a beautiful picture of suffering for something outside of yourself. And with that, we'll bring you to point number two, which is purified by a father. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says therefore since we have been justified through faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God not only so but we also rejoice in sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance which produces character which produces hope And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. I love that word poured, right? Mm -hmm. I just think of coffee in the morning, like that big (laughs) old pot in there. I just pour it in there, like big old pot. I live with 10 brothers, okay? It's like I'm pouring the coffee. It's going to be We're going to need all of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know? And so just that visual. I'm pouring that. God has poured his love into your heart. That should change you. You know what I'm talking about? This, 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 this warrior that's protected you. But here's what he does. Have you ever asked yourself how God builds hope? Have you ever asked yourself how God builds faith? No. It's not the way you think it is. He does it through suffering. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He does it through suffering. Do you know that? Do you know that? In the middle of pain, do you stop and ask yourself, okay, God doesn't lie. He's helping me. He's creating in me character. And that character creates hope and it doesn't disappoint. You know what I'm talking about? Listen, there's struggle after struggle after struggle. Let me tell you some stories. I don't have the time. My mother <laughs> just fell off my car yesterday. It sounds like a stinking rally car. It's kind of cool, actually. This little four cylinder car sounds like a V8 like monster. It's, it's kind of crazy. But what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, is, guys, struggle, suffering is God's way of creating something precious inside of you. Turn back to 1 Peter as we close. Understand how God works. You know, Jesus was a master at creating faith. Okay, he was a master at it, and most times he put his disciples in a situation that broke them. Right, he tested them to the breaking point and then showed them what they were lacking. First Peter, chapter 1, and verse 7 he says, These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. God does not lie, and he creates faith, hope, and love in your heart. Understand that you have a hope in heaven, and that you've got to persevere knowing that God loves you and is creating something awesome in you. I love you, and to God be all the glory.